Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, beautiful people. Welcome to The Art of Kindness, where we have compassionate conversations with artists from all areas of the entertainment industry who are using their voice to spread joy and make this big spinning planet in the sky a better place to be. I'm Robert Peter Paul, and I'm so glad you're here. Hello, friends. Welcome back to another episode of The Art of Kindness. If you are just joining us today, please know I am so happy to have you. I also want to give a shout out to all the wonderful new listeners who came in from our last episode with Ronan Rubenstein. I really appreciate all of the love you have sent my way, and I send it right back to you. It's a really challenging time of year with September 11th and the start of everything opening back up and schools opening, and people getting back to work. So let's just all take a second to breathe. I want you to breathe in with me. And release. I want to share a personal story with you guys before today's interview, if you don't mind. As I've mentioned on here before, September 11th is a really hard time for my family and I. It's when my brother Thomas passed away from cancer. He was nine when he was diagnosed and 11 when he passed away on 9-11 at 9-11 p.m., which is pretty wild, right? This was in 2004, so it was a while ago now, but I still remember the moment he passed away like it was yesterday. My cousins and my siblings were all gathered in a hotel room near the hospital while all the adults were at the hospital with my brother when he was passing on because they knew it was going to happen. I remember we were all watching a movie and, you know, eating candy, just being kids, not fully aware of what was happening. And at 9-11, I, for some reason, glanced at the clock in the hotel room. I don't know what pulled me to, but in that moment, I just felt something was different. And from that day on... Over the past 17 years, I have looked at 9-11 on the clock, either in the a.m. or the p.m., every single day. So the number 11 has a really special meaning to us. And additionally, of course, 9-11 
was already always such a somber day. Every year on September 11th, my family and I always make sure to be together. My mom, my dad, my brother, and my sister, sometimes even more people. And we honor my brother's legacy. Usually we eat buffalo wings because, hey, we're Italian. It's got to involve food. And those were his favorite. This past September 11th was, I believe, the first time I could not be with my family in, I guess, the 17 years since my brother has passed. I had a show up here in Connecticut, and most of my family is in New Jersey. It was too crazy for me to travel back, and unfortunately, they couldn't come to see the show this weekend. I was obviously really happy and thankful to be doing what I love. This is my first show back since the pandemic, and the cast is amazing. It's called Decades in Concert, Sounds of the 70s. It's a brand new musical, so if you guys are in the Connecticut area, come on down to the Downtown Cabaret Theater and say hello. Now, even though I wasn't able to see my immediate family, I still had Cassie with me, who is my family, and she always makes it so special every single year. I seriously can't put into words how much it means to have her support and just feel so loved by her. So I wake up to a lot of lovely texts and messages from family and friends. I'm sure some of you even sent some, so thank you for that. And I went throughout my day. It's a somber day, but again, I had my show and I was excited for it. As actors, our call time at the theater is an hour prior to curtain when the show begins. So Cassie sent me off. I went into the theater. I saw all of my lovely castmates and the crew, and I was getting into show mode. It was about five minutes to places, which is when all the actors are supposed to be in position backstage, when my castmates called me into the dressing room and said, come on, let's do our warm up." You know, this is a normal occurrence. We like to get things loose, and especially warm up our voices and our bodies before performing. When I walked into the room, my castmates, Everton, Michaela, and Sage, circled up and put their hands into the center. When I looked down, I saw each one was wearing an orange wristband. The same orange wristband that I wear on my arm every single day. This orange wristband is similar to a Livestrong bracelet, except it represents the nonprofit my family formed in honor of my brother called the Thomas Peter Paul Foundation. It says Inspire a Smile on it and has the website inside. I was blown away by this. It moved me so much. I got teary-eyed and I wasn't sure if I would be able to go on stage. I cannot thank you guys enough for doing this. And of course, when I asked, you know, how did you guys get these bracelets? It had something to do with a pretty blonde girl who goes by the name of Cassie. As you guys know, she is my fiance and she coordinated the whole thing. She never ceases to amaze me. Every single year again, she does something to honor my brother's life, even though she never got to meet him. So thank you all. I just wanted to share that. And I hope it reminds you that there is so much kindness and love in this world. And even in the darkest times, That's what always comes out on top. But let's shake off all of that and get into a happier headspace with today's guest. Kaylin Allen is an actor, producer, singer, and TV personality. The world first fell in love with his bright and shiny demeanor after he went viral with his Kaylin Reacts videos. In 2018, they even caught the attention of Ellen DeGeneres, who in turn invited him to appear on the show. Eventually, Kaylin began producing content for Ellen, And now he holds a regular guest spot on The Ellen Show. The rest is history, of course. 
This ray of sunshine wears many hats, wide-brimmed, of course. He's worked as a correspondent on glittering red carpets, acted as a judge on the Food Network, appeared in Seth Rogen's HBO film An American Pickle, made his music debut with his star-studded holiday album For Christmas' Sake, and of course entertained millions upon millions of people through his digital content and incredible social media presence. Kalen also has a huge place in his big beating heart for charity, specifically supporting the Point Foundation, which empowers aspiring LGBTQ individuals to achieve their full academic and leadership potential. I really had so much fun talking with Kalen, and I feel like we're new best friends, so hey! We chat about his rise to fame, working on Ellen, the importance of slowing down and taking breaks, and so much more. We did experience a little bit of a blip in the Zoom room where we got kicked out, but he handled it with so much kindness that I wanted to keep that in our conversation, so you'll hear that later on as well. Also note that while I love to play our compliment game when we can, Kaylin is pretty well known and it was hard to get in touch with people on his social media, especially when he was doing this reset. So unfortunately, I did not get a compliment for him in time, but I did get one and I know that so many people have them for him. Be sure to stay tuned after for your kindness tip of the week. Without further ado, please enjoy and just take in the kind Kaylin Allen. First of all, how are you? I am wonderful. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. I love your setup. Where are you? Thank where you. are you? Home? I'm at home. Yeah, this is my uh, living room slash kitchen. <laughs> oh, my God. I got the same situation. You can't really see it, but the kitchen's to my right. The couch is okay. to my left. Okay. Nice. Nice. Your setup is much more glamorous. Not that anybody can see at home, but you have <laughs> lights. There's some instruments. There's some inspiring posters. It's uh-huh. awesome. Uh-huh. Thank it's like, you. Oh. I like your plant. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, you got this and that. And he's like, it's not even real. Oh, and it's okay, hiding crap. Not... It's hiding a bunch of random crap right now. I'm going to be honest with you. <laughs> I usually like to light a candle, but I ran out of matches. It's like my, okay. my good juju. And I'm like, no, but <laughs> we're going to bring the good vibes anyway. Right. Amen. Amen. Yes. So first of all, how are you at receiving compliments? Um, I don't know if I'm very good at that. I don't I don't know if I am. Um, I can take them. I think now is different because I get them a lot when I meet fans and stuff like that. So yeah. now it's kind of more routine to be like, oh, well, thank you. Thank you. You know, or something like that. But I think when it comes to like friends or people I know personally, I'm like, eh, okay. <laughs> I know you're not alone. First of all, pretty much everyone that I've been asking that uh-huh. has, has trouble, has an issue with it. And I like uh-huh. to ask that because I do feel like compliments and showing love for people is so uh-huh. important. Mm-hmm. And I also like to ask that because I'm going to give you one right now. Oh, so okay. whether you're ready or not, here I come. <laughs> I am a fan. And I, I was trying to sum up or think about what it is that I love about you and what it is that I think people really connect with. Ultimately, I think it comes down to wearing your heart on your sleeve, right? Your spirit is so infectious and it just seems to shine through every single thing you do. And your energy, to me, it feels like being blasted with confetti a lot of the time. Mm. You radiates so much joy through the screen and it makes me and so many people so happy oh which, thank you that might sound simple but you make so many people happy so thank you for what you do thank you i appreciate that that means a lot 
I really mean it. I really do. Oh, and Aww. there's a dog in the background. Yeah, I got two dogs. That's what Carter, kind of some, or kind of over here chewing on something. <laughs> on toy. Yeah, they in here running rampant. Is the other one like Knowles, Carter and Knowles, uh, or is it yes, like that? Yes, Carter was my first. So uh, Carter was, yeah, I named him after because of you know that lady. Oh my gosh, <laughs> she's a beacon of light. Yes, <laughs> that's so sweet. Well, obviously today's topic is kindness. Mm-hmm. and you are a dog person, so that gets a lot of points in my book as well. I would love to know, first of all, what does kindness mean to you? Kindness is a really rooted in, I feel, of how you make people feel. Like, kindness is something that is emotional to me, you know? Because um, I think there's a difference from being like, oh, they're really nice, and they're really kind, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think mm-hmm. those those are two different things. So when I think about kindness, I think it's like, how your impact or how you treat somebody and what they feel from that as far as like colors. Like I think of kindness also in, in a, as a rainbow and, mm. and seeing how there are different auras of kindness as well. That's beautiful. To kind of hone in on that, I would love to know, what do you think is the difference between being kind and being nice? Because I think there's a difference too. There is. I think there's a lot of people that can be nice, but that doesn't mean that they're kind. You know, mm. like nice technically is just saying please and thank you, you know, <laughs> like that's really what it boils down to, you know, but being kind is being considerate, it's being respectful, you know, it's being mindful of other people, it's um, being willing to listen and to uh, learn and to, and to open up your heart to other people, you know, being kind to me is like when you walk through a door you check to see if somebody else is behind you to hold it open for them, mm-hmm. you know, and, instead of just walking in. Like, I, I hate that. I hate when people mm-hmm. walk through the door, especially if I'm standing right behind you and you know that I'm walking behind and you just don't hold the door. Like, to me, that's not kind, you mm-hmm. know, but they may be a nice person. Mm-hmm. They may just have just not thought about it or something like that. But that action wasn't kind. No, that's one of my biggest pet peeves, too. And it does seem like such a little thing. But if someone does not hold the door for me, I'm like, like you just try to make a noise, like, okay, you know what I mean? Like it's that, that comes across as just being unkind and mean. And I know everybody has those days. I'm sure I've accidentally done that as well, mm-hmm. but you're right. Putting that into practice and just always looking behind you right. and checking out that you're helping another person is what kind of what life's about. Like we're all yeah. here to help each other. Do you feel like growing up in Kansas city, right? That's yes. where you grew up. Do, do you mm-hmm. feel like that's where you really learned kindness, you know, from growing up there with your family? People in Kansas City are very kind. They're very considerate, no matter where you go. Have you watched Ted Lasso? Oh, yes. Okay. So Jason Sudeikis is from Kansas City. Mm -hmm. And the character, Ted, is from Wichita, Kansas, which is only three hours away from Kansas City. But he mentions Kansas City all the time in the show. Mm -hmm. And when I watched it, I cried every episode because I saw a lot of myself in Ted's character. Mm. And I was like, this is where the kindness comes from. This is where that comes from. Because people say it to me all the time. They're like, you're so kind or you're so considerate. And I was always like, well, isn't that just normal? You know, like, (laughs) isn't that just how we supposed to be? Uh And then once I watched that and saw how endearing it was, I was like, ah, I get it. It's a a Kansas City thing. It's a Midwest thing. Mm, That's amazing. Do you know how to make those biscuits? No. I don't need because that was that was a London thing. The oh yeah, because that's that's where he he bought them. Yeah, right? uh huh. He bought them in London. Was taking it to her every every day. 
Oh my goodness. He said in an interview recently that the, that the biscuits actually taste disgusting and it ruined my life. Oh, you know, while dang. they're filming it. I know. I yeah. was like, why can't they be good? Oh, dang. They, they could have found some good biscuits. Uh, yeah, they could put that out there. They could start right. online. I'd buy that. Um, <laughs> that's that's really cool. And I kind of figured it was, it was like a Midwest thing because you do radiate so much kindness. And I'm sure there's a lot of other factors, you know, looking back, I guess, from where you are now and your perspective now, how do you go about really practicing kindness? Because I do feel like when you get older and busier and I know you have so much going on, how do you like stop and make sure that you are practicing kindness and and really putting that first? Well, I will say that I don't necessarily think that I was always kind, Hmm. Um, especially if I look back in like high school years and stuff like that. And the reason is, is because being gay in, in the Midwest can be challenging. And I think a lot of times I had to be quote unquote, a little mean sometimes so that I could beat people to the punch, mm. you know, because it was like, if I so showed this hard exterior, then people would leave me alone, you know, but when it came to kindness, I was kind to the people that I knew weren't a threat to me, you know, or stuff like mm. that. Um, and so I think when I got to my place of, kindness now i think it's from a lot of just growth and and being self-aware and also more so confidence you know Mm -hmm. and being confident in who i am and not necessarily worrying about what other people thought about me or what they may try to do to me or something like that you know And, Mm -hmm. and realizing that it wasn't worth it that i didn't have to act like that like i didn't have to be that strong person all the time and that's such a hard shell it was able to be vulnerable it was it was okay to be weak and to let people in. So I think my kindness nowadays has definitely evolved into what it is. Um, I think mm-hmm. when I find myself losing my kindness is that I always relate to everyone, no matter I, no matter who they are as human beings, you know, and I treat them as human beings mm-hmm. and understanding that commonality between us all. And also understanding the reason why I wanted to be honest about not being kind all my entire life is because I wanted to make sure that we understand that being kind all the time is impossible. It is a not a human trait. We are mm-hmm. human beings that experience different emotions on a day-to-day basis. And so it is impossible for us to always be kind all the time, no matter how hard we try. We will have our moments of weakness that we are probably not the kindest, you know, but what's mm-hmm. important <laughs> is being Please, Jesus. Please <laughs> He's like, no, what's, no, I'm right. always kind. Okay. What's important <laughs> is, is being self-aware and being able to be like, okay, I understand that I am not, I, that wasn't good. And being able to be able to apologize when we are not being our best representation of ourselves. Hmm. Thank you. I appreciate that honesty. I think it's super important because I think a lot of people, especially now where maybe something comes out in the past, you said something, I mean, it depends on what it was, obviously, <laughs> but a lot of people don't want to own it. A lot of people don't want to own that they were somebody different in the past and still learning. I mean, I know for me, my defense mechanism was to always just make jokes, make fun of myself, make mm-hmm. fun of whatever, to kind of beat people to the punch. And while I was always, yeah. or tried to always be nice to people, I'm sure some jokes, you know, didn't always make people feel the best sometimes growing up when I was a kid. So I think it's super important to admit that. What's tough, I'm sure for you, and I mean, I know for me, at least in this industry, translating that into following this career, because mm-hmm. People aren't always the kindest, you know, and it's just so hard, especially I know for me going on auditions and submitting and all that kind of stuff. 
how did you, I guess, take your, your defenses with you in a positive way and then ultimately lead with kindness while you're going throughout your journey? Oh, I think it's like picking and choosing your battles, mm. you know, because I mean, granted, there's a lot of I've also had to change my relationship to social media and to my audience, you know, and, and how much access people have to me and more so how much access they have to my mental state mm-hmm. and, and my emotional capacity. I do a lot of trying to give the benefit of the doubt to mm-hmm. people and understanding that sometimes a lot of their negativity or their comments towards me that are against me comes from a place of insecurity mm-hmm. and comes from own battles that they have not healed from or, or worked on. And understanding that by relating that to my own experience and realizing that sometimes the kindness is ignoring it. Mm-hmm. That's the kindness itself to be like, okay, well, I understand that you feel this way. And I know that this is probably coming from a different place. So I'm going to let you have this moment because it does not affect me. It is, it is none of my business. It has nothing to do with me. This has to do with you. And you just needed to get it out. You just needed Mm -hmm. to express that. And that's fine. Cause at the end of the day, my life doesn't change. I continue to do the same thing. That's why I say picking and choosing your battles. Mm -hmm. I am very much of the person to be like, I'm not going to participate in something that isn't going to alter my life. If it is not going to stop my bag, if it is not going to stop my job, or if it is not going to wreak havoc in my household, I'm not participating in it because there's Mm. no purpose. Mm. And I think that's such an important lesson that you said for the duality of kindness, right? Because we should not only be kind to others, but be kind to ourselves. And so ignoring also and choosing your battles with what's going on in your head is super important. We all have negative thoughts about ourselves. You know what I mean? But choosing to ignore them and let them walk away is super powerful. So I I think that's a very healthy approach on on multiple fronts. Speaking of, you know, your kindness in the industry, your career really took off on a a show that's built about, you know, being kind to one another. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, you started out with, it it was a a potato salad reacts video, right? Yes. That caught Ellen DeGeneres' attention. I love your reacts videos. Oh my gosh. The mac and cheese one. There's so many good ones. (laughs) Obviously, you know, this potato salad cake, which just shows the wonders of cake as well, caught Mm -hmm. Ellen's attention. I'm wondering, what was your initial goal with those videos? You know, I know you always wanted to be working and and you're like a self-proclaimed workaholic. Do you have like specific intentions when you're putting these videos out there? Or was it, were you just like, I'm going to have fun and just wing it and see what happens? So when it first started, it was just for fun. I was just, I, it, there was no intention of being what it was, you know, and even when people ask me about it, because they talk about like YouTube, it's like I only put them on YouTube because I wanted a library where people could just go watch them anytime that they wanted to watch them. Um, mm. But no, I was just doing it for fun. I think when it became well, what is the business of it was after I started in the industry, after moving to L.A., working at Ellen and stuff and like that and paying attention and figuring out I knew that I didn't want to necessarily be a digital creator. Hmm. I knew that I wanted to work in TV. That's what I wanted to do. I wanted to be an actor. I wanted to be a a TV host. I wanted to be a television personality. And I've been able to do that. And in just about four years, I've been able to create a career and to diversify myself because I knew what would happen. And we've seen this, especially with the rise of TikTok. Mm -hmm. There were going to be a lot of people that were going to try and do 
what I did in order to try and get the same result, you know, Mm -hmm. but the problem with that is that, that it becomes oversaturation. There are a lot of people that do a lot of food videos. You know, there are a lot of people that go viral doing food videos and they get a lot of views from that, but it does not produce the same, you know, the same uh, result as it did for me mm-hmm. because now everybody and their mama doing them, mm-hmm. you know? And so it's like, well, it's not special anymore, you know? And for yeah. me, it was like when I did it, I was like the only one that was exclusively doing food. And also the way that I did it, it was like, it wasn't scripted. You mm-hmm. could, and it wasn't about the joke. It was about actually watching it in real time and just saying what came to my mind. And mm-hmm. that's what people related to because basically it was a shared experience. I was saying what they wanted to say at the same time, you know? And so from that, and especially because I'm a Capricorn and a workaholic, <laughs> I was like, well, how do I take this opportunity and build an empire? More importantly, how do I build a legacy? How do I mm-hmm. position myself to be able to make all my dreams and aspirations come come true so that when I leave this world, I can look back and say, I did everything that I wanted to do. Mm, That's amazing. And to give you some more credit, all those people doing it, aren't you? Nobody was you. So, I mean, that, that's a huge part of it. I mean, you could have been doing really anything. And I think eventually this, you would have come to be where you are today. It'd be in a different route, but how are you able to just genuinely react and, and share in the moment? Because I think so many people get clouded with insecurities in their head. Like we kind of mentioned before, Hmm. did you ever fight that? Yeah, uh, definitely. Uh, When they became a business, when it Mm -hmm. wasn't just for fun anymore it was hard to do them. And actually it would bring me a lot of anxiety. And so I didn't do them. I I really don't do them now. I do them now. If I see something that's really worth it. Like if I say, Mm -hmm. I'm like, Oh, I got to do it for this, you know? Um, But it was the fact that everybody, there was like a a high demand, like people wanted like every week. And the thing was, is that I didn't make the food video, you know, Mm -hmm. like somebody had to make that video for me to react to. But also if you watch the initial ones, which I always say are the classics, and still, <laughs> when I watch them, I laugh myself. The reason why those videos worked is because all those dishes had a personal connection to me as far as culture. You know, mm. like we're talking about mac and cheese, we're talking about potato salad, which are dishes that are very rooted in African American food and cuisine. And that was why it had that type of reaction from me. But mm-hmm. then when things, then people started making food videos just for me to react to. So like when I would come across things like a hot dog slushy, I'm like, it's already nasty. Yeah. <laughs> like you already know that's nasty. What do you want me to say? You just want me to sit here and just be like, oh, that's nasty. Oh, that's gross. Uh, yeah. That's not funny to me. That's not authentic to me, you know? And so it was like, I had to become more picky choosy and also understanding that just because there was a demand that didn't mean I needed to supply at the maximum, you know, Mm. quantity. And so I had to readjust that, but also I had to find a way to understand that people weren't so hooked on just the food part of it, but they just liked to hear what I had to say in my Mm -hmm. opinion, and the way that I delivered it. And so I said, well, how do I take that and put that in multiple things in different areas and and put that in different content so that everybody gets to have that common thread through all of my stuff? 
Look at that. Both sides of the brain working together to ultimately let you achieve your dreams. That's that's yeah. super important because you're right. I mean, people put you on for a lot of reasons. I think you're also company for people, mm-hmm. whether they're eating lunch and like listening to you or watching whatever it is. It's super, super incredible. You were able to kind of pinpoint that and do that. I guess harking back to Ellen mm-hmm. at its best, you know, I said the show was all about kindness from that standpoint. What did you learn from that experience? I'm glad you asked that because she's talked about this too. Mm. I would, I personally (laughs) would not do a slogan as be kind to one another. And the reason why I say that, like, I I understand the, the thought. Yes, like absolutely be kind to one another. But I think where it gets troubling, and she said this on uh, her special on Netflix, Relatable, Mm -hmm. she talked about how she regretted making that slogan because she couldn't do anything that was unkind you know and like i said before as human beings we are not kind 100 of the time Mm -hmm. and i am not going to adopt something that is going to create a false perception of who i may be you know And, and because at the end of the day like i said we are all human beings And that's the relation that I want you to have with me. And that is why I think I am also very transparent about my day-to-day life. I do not give you a perfect Kaylin all the time. I am not in a mood sometimes. Sometimes I'm having a bad day. Sometimes I don't feel like it, you know? Mm. So I think I learned from watching her do that special and, you know, and being in it and realizing that it's like, especially when you live in Hollywood, it's like people want you to be in a box, you know, and it's like and they create that box off of who you present yourself. So to also make it even more to, you know, compare it to something, for instance, it would have been easy for me to just stick to the box of food reactions. It mm-hmm. would have been easy to be like, well, that's what they want. So that's what I'm going to stick with. No, because I get to choose what I want for my life mm-hmm. and more so who people get to see me as. And so I said, no, I'm going to do 50 million other things, regardless of what people say they would prefer. No, you're going to get what I give you, you know, mm-hmm. and, it, and it's all going to be entertaining and you're going to love it, you know. And so it's like I, in this celebrity world and in social media and digital space, it is very easy for you to get caught up in being stuck one way. Mm-hmm. And as human beings, we are not meant to be that. Change is inevitable. People would say to me all the time, don't change, don't change, please don't change. Change is inevitable. If I was the same person that I was in 2017 when I started, or if today I looked in the future and at 50 years old, I was still laying in my bed doing food reactions, somebody needs to smack me. Please. (laughs) Somebody needs to be unkind to me because that's crazy. Mm -hmm. That's ridiculous. As human beings evolution is in our natural state. It mm-hmm. is what we are supposed to do. We are supposed to change. We are not supposed to be the same way. I had a lady in my comments one day said that I had plastic surgery. And she said, I said, well, maybe it's because when I started, I was 21 and I'm 25 now. And so my face changes, yeah. my body changes. I grow. Yeah, It looks different. You know, people don't understand that for some reason when it comes mm-hmm. to what they take in from, you know, Hollywood in the industry. But mm. change is inevitable. It's the only constant. Change exactly. is the only constant. And right. also, even if you did, uh, like, it's none of that lady's business, first of all. Right. That's something I want right. to say. But it, to me, I love your career because you took the food videos and it was like your diving board. Right. Like you said, you didn't just die. Like you didn't just stay on that and bounce around, right. you know. Well, um, think about this. Like you're engaged, right? Yeah. Exactly. 
So marriage is going to change you. Mm-hmm. You will not be the same man that you were prior to marriage. You won't because it takes compromise. It takes change. It takes growth because now you're not just by yourself. You're also now attached to someone else that you have to be mindful of mm-hmm. and to operate for, you know? And so I don't, that's what I'm saying. It's like, I don't know why we live in a world of expecting people to stay the same. And I do think when I think about growing up in Kansas, I think that's why people stay in Kansas is because it's very comfortable. And when you go back, I go back to Kansas city. Now it's the same. Nothing's changed. There may be a little new stuff here and there, but overall it's the exact same place. The exact same people doing the exact, exact same thing people Mm -hmm. like that because it's comfortable it is safe you know i don't want to be safe i don't want to be comfortable i always strive to sit in the discomfort because that is what's going to push me to become the person that i am meant to be Mm. yeah embracing that discomfort is so important that's something i'm trying to learn right now and it is really hard in this industry like you said where they want to put you in a box Especially, you know, even for actors, it's like this part you do really well in and then they want to make you always be that certain archetype. I think that's yeah. changing a little bit, but it's it's really tough. Yeah. And I, I, lo- I love what you said, because kindness is part of kindness to me is being your vulnerable, authentic best self, which sometimes you're you know, you're in a certain mood and just honoring that. And then if you do freak out, whatever you apologize and that's kind too. So it is, it's a 360 thing. I think Mm -hmm. it's human. It's a circle of life. Is this, ah! yeah, it is. It is. I I also really would love to know in regards to the Ellen show. I know you've kind of, you've mentioned a few in some articles that I've read, but do you have any stories with celebrity guests that you felt like were particularly kind and you really admire the way they carried themselves? Oh, yes. Uh, my number one will always be, oh, there's two actually, uh, but I, Mariah Carey. Yeah. When I worked with Mariah Carey, there was just something so genuine about it. It was the fact of like, and I tell this all the time, it, it was the fact that it was a collaboration and we were working on her 25th anniversary of All I Want for Christmas is You. And we would finish a take or something. And she would just, they would be like, Mariah, does that work with you? And she'd be like, well, if it works for Kaylin, it works for me. And that was enough kindness for me. Mm. You know, the fact that she was so inviting and collaborative with just little old me compared to who she is and the megastar and icon that she is. And the fact that she took that into consideration, that was so kind to me. You know, Mm. another one is Oprah Winfrey. And the reason why I say uh. Oprah is because <laughs> Oprah, when I met Oprah, Oprah had not been briefed. She didn't know I was there. They didn't tell her any of that. They placed me in front of her and she just screamed my name and she gave me the warmest hug. And she talked to me about things that only people that really watch my stuff or know me would know about. And that mm. just meant the world to me. Like, I think we 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 think of, of kindness in such of a action oriented type of way Mm -hmm. but kindness and that's why i said at the beginning it's it's a feeling it's a way that you make people feel you Mm -hmm. know like oprah didn't necessarily do something that people would be like oh well that was kind but it felt like kindness to me Mm -hmm. it was so simple that it made me feel warm 
you know, and that's why I talk about the colors. Like it made me feel yellows and oranges and, you know, and, and, and feeling that within my body. And, and that was enough kindness. I think kindness is that too. It's, it's giving someone else on this earth, your time, using your time and giving it to somebody else. And you're right. It's just, if they're pointing that spotlight on you Mm -hmm. and you guys are having that vibe, it really is kind of inexplicable, but Oprah and Mariah Carey, I'm I'm so I I have met Mariah when I was an intern. Um, Although interns weren't allowed in the room, not on her part. That's a different story. Um, (laughs) But yeah, I do find the bigger somebody is in this industry and the more iconic, usually the The nicest they are. I say that all the time. People never believe me. I say the people that are unkind are the people that haven't done much. Mm -hmm. And, and, And to give them a little bit more credibility and grace. It is because this industry in this city specifically will chew you up and spit you out. I hate red carpets. Mm. I hate, I despise them. We well, do a great job on, what was it? The billboards? Did you? I love I, working them. Yes, I don't yeah. like walking them. Yes. And the reason is, is because Hollywood does a good job of always trying to make you feel small. They always want to make you feel like you're not that important, you know? And, and that is, it's aggravating to me because there are a lot of people that do a lot of hard work, put a lot into their talents and their dreams and aspirations. And they, they dream of this space, this place. And then they get here and their first time on a carpet, there's all these people trying to tell them that they aren't, they haven't done enough or that they are, that, or they don't, they don't deserve to be here. You know, mm. I don't like that. And I think that's why they are unkind because they want to beat you to the punch. They mm-hmm. want to be unkind to you before you can be unkind to them. Yeah. I think that's what it boils down to because mm-hmm. that's just the way the city operates, you know? But when you got people that are famous and icons and superstars, they don't have nothing to prove to you. Mm-hmm. So what's the purpose of being unkind? Why do yeah. I need to be mean? Because I'm fine. Nothing's mm-hmm. going to change. I've done what I'm supposed to do, but I hate that we have to do that. Why do I have to have a a 15 page resume for you to respect me? Mm. Why? You don't. I'm here because somebody (laughs) wanted me to be here because I'm Mm. meant to be here. That Mm. should be enough. You're here too. Yeah. That's why I wanted to put this out there because I have been on the other end working in celebrity news and I've worked red carpets and I'm the same way. I hate them. I would get these amazing opportunities and I would kind of make up an excuse a lot of the time because Especially yeah. on the other end, it's like it, it really just boils down to even like the media is fighting for the best spot. And then oh, depending yeah. on who comes out, you cheer, you take pictures or you're like, mm. and then that person walks by and probably feels like crap because nobody's really talking to them. And, you know, what's so funny about that is that we have these people. Right. And you're like, mm, no, I'll pass. And then 10 years later or five years later, now they're A-list celebrities and now you want them. Oh, yeah. But it's like, but now you but now the story that you're getting is a story that everybody knows. Mm -hmm. But you could have taken a chance on them when they were still coming up and gotten the origin story. Mm -hmm. You could have got something that nobody else would have known. But now they go into each spot telling the same thing to each person. So Mm -hmm. what makes you special? Why should I watch your interview when when they talked about that with Good Morning America? Mm -hmm. That's why when they come to me at Ellen. I don't ask those questions. We're not going to talk about that because you done told that to 50 million other people. Mm-hmm. I want to know about who you are as a person. I want to have fun. I want to play yeah. a game. Yeah. That's what I want to do with you. I don't want to talk about your latest projects because you just told Access Hollywood that down the street. You know, mm-hmm. 
Like that was my get, internship. <laughs> <laughs> let's get into the nitty gritty of who you are. Yeah, exactly. And all you're right. All these questions are the same. That's why people hate these press junkets because they sit there and answer the same questions all day. And it's like, why have we built this system? That's for. I mean, there's so many flaws within it, right? Because to me, doctors, nurses, teachers, like these should be the celebrities too. You know, right. art mm-hmm. is super important, but so is that. And so I think there's a lot, there's a lot we have to break down, but that's another reason why I, I love Ellen is because you guys did have these people on and you honored them, whether it was through a game or giving gifts. I, oh, I just got that time notification thing. You probably see that too. Oh yeah. The seven minute thing. I will do the countdown. I thought I upgraded. Um, <laughs> all right. I think we'll be okay. But if not, maybe we could hop back in. Like if we get kicked out for like yeah. five more minutes or something, I, I yeah. promise I won't take up too much more of your time. Oh, man. Well, that's being kind. <laughs> Where are you um, from? I'm originally from New Jersey. Ah, I see that. <laughs> I know I have a callback with Jersey boys. So that's probably yes. everyone always says. Yeah, they can tell, even though I'm not like fist bumping. Um, I'm also a Gemini, so I don't know where the other parts of me are from. But OK, cool. we can maybe figure that out <laughs> from just from talking with people on here. One of the definitions of kindness that we've established is that it's really listening and respecting people's points of view with empathy, mm. which yeah. I, I believe you practice. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I'm sure it's so tough when you're in the public eye. Right. Because the media takes whatever you say and they run with it. And we mm-hmm. obviously we don't have to get into the whole Ellen show controversy, but I know you personally have even dealt with that with your own backlash um, that you spoke about on the show after mm-hmm. talking oh, yes. about the Black Lives Matter movement. Uh-huh. You're you know, it's so weird because you're someone who people love to see react. But then it's like, how do you react and handle those difficult situations when people are jumping on the quote unquote cancel train and automatically just not even really listening to what you're saying? Mm-hmm. Um, well, first, I think I will always want to be on the right side of history as a person, as for my own morals and ethics, mm. you know, and I will always fight against any injustice, you know, and I will do what I can to always speak out against it or or, or to do the work within and stuff like that. And I think for me, it is more of a case of anybody can re- be replaced, you know, like that follower thing. Like I lost like 20,000 followers, but I make that back, you mm-hmm. know, it's like, well, you don't need to be here anyway. I'll just find the next best thing. Mm-hmm. And that's just the way it works. You know, and you don't want those people there anyway, if that's right. how they're going to behave. Right. You don't belong here. Yeah. But then, it, but then in some extent, you're like, maybe I do want these people here because I want to, ch- I want to inform, like, we just need to listen to each other more. Mm-hmm. And I think those people weren't really listening to you. Well, also there were a lot of people that did have like pushback, but they didn't unfollow me, mm. you know? Right. Like the uh, other yeah. day I was doing, what do you want to know Wednesday? And somebody asked a question. Well, I was like, what do you want to know? And somebody was like, uh, nothing. You're not that interesting. And I'm like, but you follow me. Like, why are you here? Yeah, that's on them. That's <laughs> you know, on them like, completely. <laughs> exactly. So it's like that kind of stuff just doesn't make sense. You know, it's just like yeah. petty. And and that's why I also understand. And that's where the empathy comes from. You know, like we talked about earlier, just understanding that folks come from a, a skewed view mm. and they can only operate and understand from their own experiences, you know, and it does take a little bit more uh, time for some people to get to a certain point, you know? Mm. Yeah. And when you're talking with people, especially people don't you don't know, 
you have to honor their experience and their journey, but you also first and foremost have to honor your own and, and fully embrace it. Otherwise Amen. you're not able to approach people with kindness. Absolutely. Is, is it hard though to not come from a place of anger immediately when you're, you know, I imagine you have lots of trolls and people maybe attacking you. Yeah. Is that tough? At first it was, at first I was all, I was all about the clap back. I, yeah. I'd be like, Oh, I'm about to get you together, you know, but over time, I think I just kind of grew out of it because I didn't care anymore. I think the reason why I would get so sensitive about it before because I was like, oh, if they say this and everybody's going to agree with them and then then people are not going to watch my stuff anymore, then they're not going to care Then I'm going to lose my job. I think that was more of it, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, but now it's kind of like, eh, no, I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing. <laughs> I'm, I'm not having no problem booking anything, you know? So mm-hmm. I was just like, yeah, no, I'm good. Yeah. We keep asking ourselves why, 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 why? And then you boil down to that fear, right? It's like sometimes yeah. fear-based, like, well, I'm not going to lose my job. So actually, right. I'm not scared. It is hard when the society that we're in worships these headlines that's like, so-and-so claps back to blah, blah, blah on Twitter. Right. And I mean, that's like-, like when you go to a, a convenience store and you look at the magazines and you like like National Car, you're like, that don't even make sense. <laughs> and the fact that people will get it and actually believe it. You know, a lot of people yeah. just don't. They lack in common sense or more so they lack in being able to think for themselves. Yes. You know, it's a lot more followers in the world than there are leaders. A lot of people that are are needing somebody else to tell them who they are or what they think or what they should think. Mm -hmm. And I've gotten trouble in my career, uh, my writing and editing career, because I'm just like, "Mm, I'm not taking that angle. I'm not going to write the headline. I'll give it to you and whatever, because, you know, you're in charge of me. Okay. do you mind if we hop back in? I'm so sorry. Yeah. Okay, I'll just send a new thing and then we'll be right back. Okay. Okay. And I just have like a couple more questions and then I'll let you go. Okay, sounds good. Ah, you're the best. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Did you know honeybees are responsible for more than 35% of the foods we eat and the honey we enjoy? And yet they face challenges year after year. September is National Honey Month, and to celebrate, my friends at the National Honey Board have launched Honey Saves Hives. They've partnered with several U.S. food and beverage companies who will each make a donation to Project Apism, the largest honeybee nonprofit in the country. This September, when you purchase select Made with Honey products from participating brands, you can help save honeybees. Participating companies include Companion Baking, Justin's, Lost Cause Meadery, Mealy Water, and Purely Elizabeth. All you have to do is buy one of their delicious Made with Honey products. It's as simple as that. So please join me in helping to save the honeybees this month by participating in the Honey Saves Hives program. Visit HoneySavesHives.com for more information. That's HoneySavesHives.com. Thanks, honeys. And we're back. Ah! <laughs> I'm so sorry. No oh, worries. My voice just cracked. Uh, did you miss me, Kaylin? Of course. I, I missed like, you too. Oh my gosh, come on. Let's go. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. I had to wait for the clips to download. Okay, let me get back into it. I So I loved seeing that you recently stepped back. And you uh-huh. did a complete social media reset. 
Uh-huh. And which kind of messed me up because I was trying to do deep dives and, and oh, look back you at can things. Find anything. But that's okay. Um, and you took this incredible vacation. What made you realize that you needed a break? So during the pandemic, I worked so much, mm-hmm. so much. I was blessed to be able to work, you know, considering the conditions of the pandemic. Yeah. But it burnt me out. I was wore out, you know, Mm -hmm. and I knew that what was coming up for me was a very, very busy and tight schedule. And I knew that I needed to take a break now or I was not going to be able to perform at my best in all those other things. Mm -hmm. So I said, I'm going to take the entire month of July off. And I always take a vacation in July, but I was like, no, I'm taking the whole month off. Wow. Nothing. And even when it came to like my team, I said, if anything comes in, let them know I cannot do it until August. (laughs) Unless it it is something that I really need to do, you know? Hmm. Um, But I think it's because, and I said this in a real the other day, how you going to cash out if you burnt out? Mm -hmm. You can't, you know? It's like, I knew that I needed to prepare myself to be the best version of myself for all these new opportunities that were coming my way. So, I took a step back and I knew that I wanted re- to reposition myself as far as how I use my social media and my relationship to it. And the reason for that was because, you know, we're about to do our last season of Ellen and so much of my social persona was built within that institution. Mm-hmm. And I knew that now I was kind of moving into a place of like being my own entity without the show at one point, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I was like, I need to create what that looks like. Who am I without these jobs? So like, even if you go to my bio, my bio used to like list my jobs. Like it would say like yeah. official funny man at the Ellen show. Uh, you can't even you know, fit all your jobs in there. Food, right. It'd be like Food Network or something like that. And I said, yeah. just take it out, make it a simple bio and just make it about being personable. Let's mm. be the human being, the person, Caitlin, on social media now and not so much connecting it to who I work for or what I do. Mm. Is that going to translate into this next season of Ellen? Do you feel like you're going to be, not that you weren't being authentic to yourself before, but it is on TV. You're, you know, you're, you're taking out a persona in a way. Are you going to cu- try to like fuse that in or is it? Oh, absolutely. Um, and I've already talked to, especially when it comes to OM Kalen. I said, I want us to relish in what OM Kalen has been, you know, mm. like what we've been, you know, and, and, and that journey through it all and how mm. we've gotten to where we are today, mm. you know, well, and just really going through the experiences of how we started and the things that I learned and trying to use more behind the scenes footage and stuff like that. I love that. That's my favorite stuff. I really, you know, appreciated seeing your your social media reset. And, you know, I love the first reel you posted. And then you posted something else today that was also really just inspiring and a nice uh-huh. reminder because you lead by example. And, and I feel like you've shown that it's never too late, like you said, to reinvent yourself and start fresh and then also take care of yourself. I would love to know maybe specific ways, if you don't mind sharing how you practice self-care and show yourself love. Well, I get a monthly massage. Ooh, I get a monthly. He's getting manic- it right now. Manicure and pedicure. <laughs> no, <he's not>. <laughs> <laughs> no, I um I do things that allow me to disconnect, that allow me to step back and be like, okay, I need to take a break. 
mm-hmm. you know, um, and definitely doing things that are just purely for my own benefit and my own health and well-being, you know, especially when you like meditating or binge watching my favorite show or going to Disneyland. That's know, my kind of meditation. Like mm-hmm. See, exactly. <laughs> like doing stuff like that. That kind of also reminds me of my childhood. That takes me back to a place of innocence when nothing mm-hmm. else mattered and, and living in that present moment of that. Isn't that crazy? I'm constantly trying to go back to that feeling of when I was a kid. And I feel like my brain's probably never left there, you know, in a a different way. Uh, I mean, candy and all this stuff. But I I just want to get back to that time where you did not care about the business end of things. Like we were saying before, you just wanted to be creative and enjoy the moment. It wasn't even a thought. You didn't even really know you were being creative. You were just playing and enjoying. Just having fun. Yeah. So I'm glad you're getting back there With, with all these different gigs do you have any advice for balancing them and your self-care? Like, are you approaching that differently after this reset? Yeah, I think also what I had to realize is that I was pouring into a lot of other people and not really pouring the same effort into myself. I think Mm. we sometimes take care of other people more than we take care of ourselves. So I had to reposition my thinking of that and, and realizing that I needed to take care of myself and, and taking care of myself was not a selfish act, you know? Because in order to be able to love the best, I have to be able to feel the best, you know, and and working and operating within that mindset has really brought a lot of clarity. Mm. Yeah, it is. It's not a selfish act because we're all on this earth together. And by taking care of yourself, that alleviates other people from having to take care of you and worry about you. I would, I really don't want to take up too much more of your time, but I will. No, I would just love if you could leave us with a compliment for listeners or a kindness tip. So maybe something Mm -hmm. actionable that people can take into their lives and use to show themselves love or show others love. Well, one thing as far as kindness and love and, and realizing that is something that we exert out into the world is it, but it does start at home. And realizing that who you are and where you are in your life is where you are supposed to be in this moment, in this journey. Mm -hmm. I'm a firm believer that our journeys are already written out for us. It's our job to stay steadfast on that journey and to make the best decisions and to be self-aware and to always operate in that space. And as long as you are always operating in a place of authenticity Hmm. you will always be able to exert the best version of yourself. And that best version of yourself will include kindness and gratitude and graciousness and freedom. That is innate. And so all you have to make sure that you do is that you are always putting your, your most natural being at the forefront of everything that you do. Wow. I'm going to have to re-listen to that because that was (laughs) chock full of so much beautiful information Thank you so much for taking the time to talk with me and also just oh, for cool. being you, Kaylin. You are just, oh, well, thank you. You are sunshine. And, thank I, and you I, so much. I so appreciate all you do. And I can't wait to see what's to come. Of course. I can't either. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope I'll see it. I'll be, I'll be waiting. I'll, I'll be looking on Instagram. Don't, don't block You'll me. Don't it. hide it. You'll see it. Yeah. Oh, well, enjoy the rest of your day. And now it's time for your kindness tip of the week. Wow, wow, wow. Can we have Kaylin on every week? I mean, come on. He's a correspondent on Ellen, and I know that show is ending. So, hey, if you want to be a correspondent over here or just take the mic and run with it, 
Please, please do. As I was listening to my conversation with Kaylin and trying not to cringe at the sound of my own voice, it really hit me how important it is to take a step back and take care of yourself. I know we have talked a lot about that on here, but just specifically hearing his story and how he's really built a platform for himself on social media and engaging with fans and consistently releasing videos. But even he knew he had to take time to reset and go offline. That inspired the kindness tip of the week. I'm what you might call an indecisive person. (laughs) So when I'm confronted with decisions, especially major ones that affect the course of my life, I can get paralyzed. I can go into a spiral. I was walking the other day, as I do every day, and thinking of something that's been weighing on my mind, and I literally stopped and realized, wait, hey, nobody's forcing me to make this decision right now. I think I can forget that when I have these big, time-sensitive decisions dancing around in my head with a deadline approaching. I get so wrapped up in the fact that I want to decide on this ASAP that I forget it's important to think I need to take a beat. Unless it's an extreme situation, many times decisions aren't so time-sensitive that you can't take a moment to breathe. So today's kindness tip of the week is, when you are making a decision, take a moment to check in with yourself and listen to your mind. When we slow down and stop, a lot of the time, the answer comes much more easily and is much clearer than we think. So give yourself permission to do nothing. And I promise you'll find that answer will just flow to the surface like a feather in water. (laughs) I don't know about that one. Did that make sense? I'm sending you all so much love and light. If you have not already, please join the party on Instagram at Art of Kindness Pod and at Rob Peter Paul everywhere else. We're forming such a wonderful kindness community. Audio hug! Until next time, remember, everything's gonna be A-OK. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.